Hello and welcome to another edition of my freelancing podcast. I've been gone for some time. Um, I've, I've put more details in my, you know, other podcast, uh, but I won't get into that now. So, but, I, but anyway, I had another thought. I mean, I have many thoughts, but I thought one of those thoughts, I'll just record it today. Uh, so yeah, this one is about, you know, something which a lot of people can relate to, although, you know, they may not acknowledge it. You know, especially when you're freelancing, uh, you know, two words, ego and uh, pride, okay? So as a, a, a freelancer, and of course now I am a small business owner as well, uh, one of the things that happens is you know, because I'm a freelancer, I also do a lot of coaching to other freelancers. I do freelancing workshops and advise people on small business and stuff like that. So I get to meet a lot of people. A lot of these people are young, young people in their early 20s and stuff like that. Some of them are students, some of them are people who have recently graduated and are currently unemployed. So, you know, I mean, the pressures of life, the need for money, uh, the need to do something, anything uh, will make you want to uh, pick up freelancing. As always, I, I, you know, I always maintain this that I don't, rec- although I'm a full-time freelancer, and all that, I, I, I don't recommend freelancing as a full-time way of earning money. I always tell people, you know, please focus on getting a, a job which pays you a monthly salary uh, rather than, you know, putting all your eggs in the freelancing basket. I, it's kind of ironic because I'm a freelancer, a full-time freelancer myself, but as always, I've spoken about the challenges in other episodes and probably in the future episodes. So yes, ego and pride and how it can uh, be affecting your earning opportunities. Now, what happens is, see, the thing is, for all the benefits that come with freelancing, you know, there is also the fact that unless you are super skilled or something, um, you must understand the client uh, holds most of the power, okay? And so, you know, it's like it's it's almost always a buyer's market. And sure, there are some extreme cases where you are highly talented and skilled, but we are not talking about that. We are talking about most people. Uh, a lot of times your skills are easily transferable and because freelancing is mostly done online and, you know, uh, and, and stuff like that, or even if it's offline freelancing and stuff like that, you have to understand that it's a wider market. You know, freelancing is not like a job or something where you have um, legal protections or, or employment laws and stuff like that. It's it's the Wild West, uh, which means ultimately, no matter how you look at it or the gig economy, if that's the word I want to use, the buyer almost always has all the power. The most you can hope for is some balance, some amount of negotiation based on your reputation and things like that. And one of the things that can really make sure that you have less opportunities is when you are refusing to accept client feedback. And a lot of times you are not even thinking about trying to uh, make your client happy or, or even pleasant i mean you know like one of the things you know, like i always tell like as a freelancer one of the things i do is almost every day i sit and think wow okay what can i do to make my relationship with my client stronger 
that is something i do you know every day i sit for 5 minutes 10 minutes sometimes more i think what is it that i can do to make the work quality higher and and stuff like that and that is something you should be doing as well and the best part is you know although a client has all the power and everything a lot of clients especially those who are looking for serious work they will what do what is called as empathize or sympathize depending on which word you prefer and what happens is they will give you feedback sometimes the feedback is direct like a client might pop up and say hey you know i need to tell you something they'll fix an appointment and they'll try to be as polite as possible just because a client has all the power doesn't mean they'll take it as an opportunity to lord over you and 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 you know look down upon you most people don't do that because although it's a bias market the thing is clients are people too you know just because you know it's like when you're walking on the street or something and you consciously see uh you know like say you're about to sit or something on a chair and then you see an ant on that chair you won't just sit on the ant a lot of times you'll try to push it away or blow it away and then you'll sit because you know sure if you want you can crush the ant nobody's going to do anything about it but somehow in your heart you know that's not cool so you'll take a moment to you know just drive the ant away before sitting most people are actually nice similarly clients are nice too and also of course you know once they find somebody to work with uh, you know they have already spent a lot of time finding you so although they can easily replace you uh, they will think twice before replacing you because of the time that's already gone into the relationship so yes so when something is not right something is not wrong a client will usually sit down and give you a feedback now of course not everybody is good at giving feedback some are direct some are uh, they don't know how to say it some give feedback um indirectly and so on and so forth now this is where i see a lot of freelancers sort of falling apart sometimes it happens unconsciously sometimes it happens consciously um because a lot of people are trained again maybe it's uh, culture specific maybe it's just their nature or just how the society works and stuff like that or just human nature you know where you as a freelancer you are not ready to accept any type of feedback even when it is about even if it's coming from a client there could be many reasons for this but i always think you know that there is a combination of ego and pride uh one thing i've noticed is with freelancers especially younger ones i mean you don't see older freelancers being this way because you know if somebody is already an experienced freelancer they have already gone through the rigmarole of handling their personality so this usually applies to uh, young freelancers so people who are about to begin freelancing so what happens is for any number of reasons uh, <clears throat> i've seen a lot of younger freelancers they seem to think that they are valuable or highly skilled but without any data or proof or anything to back it up like like for example if someone comes to me and says uh hey jay um, you know fine i i heard your podcast you know why are you giving this advice who are you to give advice i can at least defend myself i can say 
look man i've been a, a full time freelancer for 11 years now so i'm not saying what I, everything i say is useful or valid but whatever i say i'm speaking from experience uh, things that has worked for me in the past uh, for example i speak a lot of, like right now i'm speaking about maintaining a good relationship with clients i uh, right now again if i go to my upwork if i go to my linkedin i have a couple of clients who've been working with me for i have at least one client right now who's been working with me for more than a year another client for more than 6 months one more client for more than 6 months another client who's been 4 months so i can show you know i i put a lot of emphasis on long term relationships and so on and if somebody asks me uh, jay on on what basis are you saying these things i can tell i can back up my claims back up my words with data so when the thing about younger freelancers is uh they not all of them some of them uh, they seem to have some sort of a overinflated uh belief in their self worth and there are a lot of younger freelancers who are highly talented but they are so rare and what i've noticed is people who actually have a lot of skills don't actually have massive egos or um you know the pride problem it it is the ones who don't have any skills who actually suffer from from some sort of a inflated ego and related pride so the problem with this you know it's it's good to have pride you must be proud of who you are some amount of ego is always good but the issue the pro, the issue comes up the challenge happens when this combination of ego and you know pride ooh, they both kind of you know like it's like a cycle they both feed on each other is that they stop you from accepting feedback and and when that happens even a client who has the best of intentions even a client who's already spent maybe 2 hours or 2 days or 2 weeks evaluating you and almost ready to hire you or, or they already hired you when they find out that you are unable to accept feedback then that makes things difficult you know and then because for a client there is the time already spent and there is the time the client is going to spend with you for the next one month or six months or one year working with you again freelancing contracts you know are very difficult to enforce so legal obligations rarely come into the picture it's very easy for the client as well as the freelancer to end their business relationship i mean that is why people do freelancing because there is no uh, you know nothing to force you or pin you down when you want to leave and that works both ways so the the only way a freelancing relationship can go on is when there is a mutual respect and feedback accepting feedback especially about work from your client is very important so when a client sees that a freelancer again this mostly happens with younger folks because the older folks if they have survived many years of freelancing it's probably because they already know what what to do and what not to do so when a client sees a a freelancer unable to accept feedback and a lot of clients especially experienced clients those who are been in the game of business for many years they are not just telling things for the sake of saying time is money for business people so if they are taking the time out to give you feedback 
it's because they do care even if they don't care even for a selfish reason is because if you take the feedback and you become better that means they get to make more money from you so if 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 it's not just kindness or concern ultimately it is uh, something as simple as increasing profits so they want you to become better and they want you to listen to their feedback and there are a lot of times you know I, as as a freelancer myself and a guy who owns a business who hires other freelancers when i give feedback i don't just give it out without thinking i make notes i collect data uh because you know i mean i don't like you know when somebody gives me a feedback i always ask them on what basis am i getting this feedback if a client says uh jay you you made a dirty joke i'll i'll always ask like hey uh you know i apologize i do it's fine i don't i don't mind except apologizing in advance but i will also follow up and say when did i say this dirty joke when what was the context uh, how was it dirty because you know these are the questions i'll ask and i expect the person giving me the feedback to tell me when and where and how it happened because that validates the feedback another client might say hey jay you know what uh so a lot of times i'm not able to understand you so again i feel my english is neutral accent i feel and after 11 years of working with westerners i feel like yes my english is improving but at the same time i am aware that english is not my primary birth language i'm from india i spent the first 15 years to 20 years mostly speaking the regional languages so there is always going to be uh, english will always be a second language for me it is not my primary language so every now and then there might be a client despite my years of speaking english they are not able to understand me and i can ask them is it the whole my way of speaking or is it specific words if it's my whole way of speaking then i don't know what to do you know i can tell the client look man you know i'm already 40 i don't think my english is going to improve anymore if you don't like my entire way of speaking then you know i don't think it's going to work out we can end the relationship right there and then and say goodbye as friends or if it's specific words then okay i can make a note of the specific words and i can go home and then i can practice those words or maybe in future communication avoid saying those words uh for example i even today i still can't pronounce law l a w law people say i say it in a very weird way law <laughs> so i avoid using the word law in daily conversation so if i have to say law i usually go with legal like if someone wants to say hey man what is that law that was speaking about something i'll always say hey man what is that legal uh sentence uh, about that came out this year or something i will use an alternative because uh, somehow my pronunciation of law is terrible maybe it has improved but i don't know i still get complaints so it's okay i avoid using it i say legal or or i will say l a w it's fine i can spell it out l a w or legal see so there it is that's what i would say you know especially i mean obviously this podcast is meant for beginner freelancers people who are just jumping in to freelancing uh and even those who are there have uh, been freelancing for a couple of years uh, but they find that they are not progressing as much as they should you know i always believe that i mean how do you know you are succeeding in freelancing 
there are simple ways to measure it. Uh, an easy way is your debt is reducing, not increasing. Because in the early days of freelancing, you are spending a lot of money on equipment. I've already spoken about it in my other episodes about the equipment, other things you need. So yeah, you will be spending a lot of money and you may have taken some loans uh, because you're a freelancer. I don't think you took the loan from a bank or something. You may have taken it from your friends, your relatives, if you're fortunate to have such good relatives, or maybe from loan sharks or even a bank if you got lucky. But still, you are, you're probably paying interest and stuff like that. So, and so if your debt is reducing, that means you are on the right direction to profitability and success. Or if your rates are increasing, again, that is a mark of success. Uh, if uh, you are getting better clients, you know, clients who don't abuse you, trust me, freelancing is a landmine for abuse, all kinds of abuse. Um, so again, if you're getting better clients, then again, that's a sign of success. But after a, after a year or two, if you're still working with terrible clients or low prices, or if you're still struggling to make ends meet and stuff like that, so that is a, that is a sign of problem right there. Uh, you're probably not going in the right direction. So either you have to go back and find a salary job or, you know, just quit freelancing and do something else, do anything else. I don't know. But yeah, so one of the reasons you may not be going in the right direction, one of the reasons why you don't have enough, or, or also overworking, oh my God, I've seen some freelancers who've been working for two years, three years, four years, five years even, and they are working more and more every year, and that is just awful. And, and they're not even making more money. In fact, they are making less money while working more, which is a terrible combination because... Every year, you, your, your, the inflation is increasing and sometimes faster than other years. So if you're working more just to keep up, and don't forget you're also aging and getting older every year. So that increases expenses, you know, healthcare, uh, general fitness and other responsibilities in life like family and stuff like that. So if you're working more just to keep up your earnings, then again, that is a problem area. So there are many reasons why you're not succeeding in freelancing. But one reason is probably is, you know, you're not able to attract quality clients or better clients uh, because the good clients, the ones who want to work with you, the ones who want to give you feedback, you're probably not accepting their feedback. And one reason why you are refusing to accept feedback uh, again, the client could be just playing with you, but I don't think uh, most people don't give feedback just for the fun of it or heck of it. Uh, you know, in business, ultimately, it's all about money. So if somebody is giving you feedback, especially a client, that means they really want to work with you, uh, but they also want you to become better and fix yourself. So a lot of time, the problem is, you know, your ego and pride. So I, I'm, 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 I know if, so if you're, you know, again, those of you, those of you who listen to my podcast, remember, Please don't let your ego and pride uh, destroy, you know, your opportunities, especially your freelancing opportunities. Don't do that. You know, park your ego aside. Be proud, but don't be over proud. You know, have ego, but don't don't let it go beyond uh, what is acceptable and reasonable and so on. So anyway, that's all there is to it in this episode.